We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. WinBet is now live in all these states, and the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. From boosted parlays to live in-game betting odds on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 10 of the Waiver Wire Rider podcast on Rotoviz Radio. I am your host, Zachary Kruger, and today we're going to look at players who you should consider adding ahead of your Week 12 fantasy football matchups. These suggestions are made based on PPR scoring, so if you have uh, another format that you're playing in, be sure to adjust accordingly. And as always, if you have any questions for me, you are welcome to reach out to me on Twitter via tweet or DM at my handle, which is ZK underscore FFB. I will also be giving rostered percentages for the show which are taken from yahoo.com so if you notice they're a little off from your league that's where those are coming from but for now let's go ahead and get into the show we're going to go ahead and take a look at the quarterback position and the first quarterback we're going to look at is saints quarterback trevor simeon uh who is currently rostered six percent of leagues he is coming off a week 11 loss to the philadelphia eagles in which he threw for 214 yards three touchdowns and two interceptions while also rushing for a touchdown simeon finished that week as the overall quarterback five with 26.16 PPR and really I think the takeaway right now with Simeon and what is kind of a fluid quarterback situation in New Orleans is that he has been okay he has not been great Uh, he does have three state top 12 performances for fantasy throwing for 761 yards seven touchdowns and two interceptions over that span but he has only completed 57.1% of his passes. We know that Taysom Hill uh, is kind of waiting in the waiting in the wing for perhaps his shot to do something. He just recently signed a four-year deal with the Saints as well. That actually gives him more money if he were ever to be named the quarterback as the starter for the for the Saints. So that's also an interesting thing to consider. But if you're looking for a one-week fix, maybe even a little bit longer, as long as Simeon is a starter, I think that he should give you some usable weeks as kind of a bandage uh, quarterback, especially if you're playing in super flex leagues, he does get the Cowboys, the Jets, the Bucks, and the Dolphins 
after this week's uh, matchup on Thanksgiving against Buffalo. So he does have a few more generous matchups, or at least matchups where there's going to probably be a lot of points being scored, which could mean he's throwing more, which could also be a path to more fantasy points. So I think Trevor Simeon's at the very least an interesting ad. It's hard to throw a lot of names out there when you consider that a lot of these guys who are studs are already rostered. We're kind of looking for uh, some back-of-the-roster fillers who we think could maybe you could make a case for. So I think Trevor Simeon is one of them. I'd be doing just like a 2 to 3% fab on him for one quarterback leagues. Maybe a bit a little bit higher than that if you're in a super flex. But I think that what you just need to watch out for is the possibility of him not being the starter at any point in time in the season. Uh, however, if you're looking for that, that second quarterback to throw in there, I started Joe Flacco the other week. So I think you can certainly put Trevor Simeon in uh, a super flex league if need be. The next quarterback we're going to look at is Houston Texans quarterback Tyrod Taylor, who is currently rostered in 6% of leagues. He and the Texans are coming off of a Week 11 win at the Tennessee Titans. The Texans defeat the Titans 22-13, and now in Week 12, the Texans will play host to the New York Jets. In that win against the Titans, uh, Taylor completed 14 of 24 passes for 107 yards. He did not throw a touchdown, but he also didn't throw an interception, finishing the day with 6 carries for 28 yards and 2 touchdowns, which was good enough to give him 19.08 fantasy points and a quarterback 11 finish overall on the day now the thing that I think is interesting when looking at a player like Tyrod Taylor and even just the Houston Texans in general is you're never really going to quite know what to expect for them but I do like this matchup against the Jets who have been one of the worst defenses in the league and are allowing 25.2 fantasy points per game to the quarterback position along with the second most passing yards per game at 366. Tyrod Taylor is not known for his arm, but we know that he is a baller and we know he is someone who is able to use a little bit of what he has left in the ground game to get the ball downfield as well in addition to his passing. So um, he's a player who I would be interested in streaming this week against the Jets if you're if you're looking to uh, you know fix a position. Maybe you have a quarterback on a bye week or you have someone who's injured or out. I think that Tyrod Taylor is an interesting streaming option against the Jets. The big thing is we just don't quite know what to expect out of him, but uh, he defeated the Tennessee Titans. That was a big win. I like the Texans against the Jets this upcoming week. I think Tyrod Taylor can give us at least uh, hopefully a top 12 fantasy finish if he does something similar to what he did against the Titans this week. I'd be doing about a 1-2% to fab bid on him. Uh, just kind of get him in there, roster him. If you don't want to spend too much up on a guy, you're probably not going to have on your roster for more than a week or two. But uh, I think Tyrod Taylor for at least this week against the New York Jets is interesting after a solid performance against the Tennessee Titans. Now we're going to get into the running back position, and the first running back we're going to look at is Patriots running back Ramondre Stevenson, who is currently rostered in 58% of leagues. Stevenson and the Patriots are coming off of a 25-0 road win at the Atlanta Falcons in Week 12. The Patriots play host to the Tennessee Titans in their win against the Falcons. Ramondre Stevenson rushed 12 times for 69 yards. He did not have a touchdown. He also caught one pass on one target for six yards, finishing the day with 8.5 PPR, and as the overall running back 24 on the week, in a week that was really just kind of a down week for running backs overall. Now, I know that people are hesitant to add Patriots running backs in large because of the way Bill Belichick tends to use them. We've been burned years before if you've played fantasy for any length of time while Bill Belichick is a coach of the Patriots. We know that what appears to be uh, a player who is talented, a player who appears to be locked into a role, can suddenly not have a role, be healthy and active, what have you. Uh, Stevenson was actually a healthy scratch for several games this year, which was much to the uh, surprise of several people after the dominant preseason that he had. But now it appears that despite the fact that even when Damian Harris is healthy, it looks like the Patriots may actually be interested in using Ramondre Stevenson. Uh, In Week 10 against the Browns, 
Damian Harris was out. Stevenson saw 20 carries for 100 yards and two touchdowns. The following week, he comes back against the Atlanta Falcons. He sees 13 total opportunities uh, and what was really kind of a true split for Patriots running backs. So uh, fear be damned in this case, I would say, in terms of not wanting to add a Patriots running back because of concerns that they might not be used. I think this is the time you go out and get Ramondre Stevenson. You put him on your roster. You stash him. He's 58% roster. I think that's far too low. I'd be throwing about a 20% fab bid at him right now if he's available. He's averaging 16.2 points per game over the last three weeks and has double digit uh, and has three double-digit performances over, since week six. So he is someone who has been used. He is someone who has produced. He's got good size to punch in the ball at the goal line if called upon. I just think he's a player who it's, it's time to get him on your roster right now and to bump up that 58% roster percent closer to 65 or 70% because he is the likely immediate backup to Damian Harris and a player who I want because he's looked good when given the opportunity. So if Damian Harris, if, if Ramondre Stevenson is available in your league, go out and get him, drop a fab bit on him. I'd be doing 20% trying to lock him up at this point in time. The next running back we're going to take a look at, and I apologize in advance for getting to this person, but his name is Rex Burkhead. He is a running back for the Houston Texans. He is one of several Houston Texans running backs and a player who kind of like his teammate Tyrod Taylor I don't love the idea of rostering but if you're looking for a running back to have maybe just maybe Rex Burkhead can at least turn in some kind of a sneaky top 24 performance I say that because last week against the Tennessee Titans we already covered that the Texans won that game they get the Jets in week 12 uh Rex Burkhead came out and had an unprecedented 18 carries for 40 yards. He actually was terrible in terms of yards per carry. He had 2.2 yards per carry. But those 18 carries he saw were ranked as the seventh most among all running backs in Week 11. He finished with just 4.0 PPR. It was a running back 43 on the week. It wasn't good. Um, there's nothing about Rex Burkhead that makes me want to roster him from a, a talent standpoint. But from an opportunity standpoint... He had a lot of it. He didn't see any targets, surprisingly, even though we know that Rex Burkhead can catch passes when asked to. Maybe that changes this week against the New York Jets. Uh, hopefully, if you're adding him as kind of a streaming running back option for this week, hopefully at least the double-digit um, touches sustains itself for one week so you can get something out of him against the New York Jets. Uh, again, the Jets' defense is not good. Um, they're, they're allowing a lot of points to quarterbacks. They're also allowing the most points to uh, opposing running backs. So we know that we can get something out of most running backs who play the Jets. I'd like to think that if Rex Burkhead gets something similar to what he got this past week, he's at least an interesting streaming option for the week. If you're down a running back, um, maybe you have either buy or injury, get Rex Burkhead, throw him in there. I'd be bidding very little money on him to get him, very little fab to get him because I think that you know he's not a player who's good enough to keep on your roster for any length of time. But for a one-week fix, it might work out. He didn't score a lot of points. He's probably not going to be on a lot of people's radar, so I'd be doing about a 1% to 2% fab on Rex Burkhead. And again, this is as with the expectations of a low-end RB2, maybe even a high-end RB3, operating under the assumption that the unprecedented uh, volume that he saw last week somewhat continues in Week 12 against the Jets. It's more of a desperation play, but it's hard to find running backs out there this week, so I think that Rex Burkhead is a little bit more interesting than he would be in a normal week. Colm Kelly here, the executive producer of the Road of His Radio Podcast Network and co-host of the Road of His Overtime Podcast, along with the phenomenal Sean Siegel. The wait is over, the NFL season is here, and there's no better time than the present to sign up for a Road of His NFL Pass. You'll get access to all of our content, all of our tools, and everything you need to help you for that in-season success. As a loyal podcast listener, you can get yourself a 10% discount to a Road of His NFL Pass just by adding the code RVRADIO2021 at checkout. Or go to rotaviz.com forward slash podcast for more information. Let's go get those championships. I hope you enjoy the podcast.
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Moving over to the wide receiver position, we're going to be taking a look at Green Bay Packers wide receiver Marquez Valdez-Scantling, who is currently 9% rostered in leagues. He and the Packers are coming off a 34-31 road loss at the Minnesota Vikings in Week 12. Uh, The Packers will play host to the Rams, but in the loss to the Vikings, MVS kind of had a pretty decent day. He saw overall 10 targets, uh, which was most of the season. He only caught four of those 10 targets, so um, efficiency wasn't really the name of the game for MVS in terms of uh, conversion ratio, but he still had 123 uh, receiving yards on the day. He had a touchdown. He finished with 22.3 fantasy points and as the overall wide receiver six. Now, like I said, he caught four of 10 targets. He caught 40% of his targets. That's certainly not uh, anything that is elite, but what he also had was the, the most air yards of any wide receiver in week 11, tying Terry McLaurin with 153 air yards. And really, I think what we saw out of MVS this week was kind of what we uh, have come to know him for is is a wide receiver who's going to see hopefully a decent number of targets you know they're all going to be thrown downfield um, thrown by Aaron Rodgers which is always an added bonus and we realize that at any point in time he could kind of be a game breaker for you who's either going to turn in one of these 20 plus point performances but we also realize that his floor is one that is borderline non-existent so um, adding MVS is a is kind of a shot on upside in any given week. If you're starting him, you're starting him because of the upside, not because of a safe floor. Uh, but if you have anywhere from a three to four wide receiver spots available to be starting in your league, then I think MVS is at the very least an interesting option, given that he saw those 10 targets in uh, week 11 against Minnesota. I wouldn't expect something like 10 targets to continue for him. He is, after all, playing in an offense that also features Devontae Adams. But Nevertheless, I do like the ceiling that MVS provides on any given week. I just think the question is, is your league deep enough to start him 
on any given week. I'd be looking probably more as like a wide receiver four on most lineups, unless you're just really banged up at the position that maybe you make the case from as um, a wide receiver three. But uh, I'd be dropping Fab on MVS this week simply because he appears to be back. He appears to be healthy. I'd be doing about eight to ten percent Fab on him. Um, with the understanding that he could perhaps boost my floor ceiling on any given week, um, if you have an already very solid team, then that you know getting the 22.3 points out of him, uh, that's going to certainly help your team down the long run, and hopefully you'll see a few more of those big games out of him. And then the next wide receiver we are going to look at is Tennessee Titans wide receiver Nick Westbrook Akeen. I hope I am saying that right. He is rostered in 0% of leagues. He is a member of the Tennessee Titans who lost, once again, 22-12 to the Houston Texans. They faced the New England Patriots in Week 12. In the game against the Texans, uh, Westbrook Akeen had seven receptions for 107 yards and no touchdowns. He saw eight targets and finished with 17.7 PPR, which was good for wide receiver 18 overall. Now, the one thing I went ahead and looked at in this um, in this particular uh, take for this player was our Rotoviz Game Splits app. If you're not a subscriber to Rotoviz, be sure to go over there, check it out. The Game Splits app is one of my favorite tools. You can plug any number of players in to see how player X is performing when play, when player Y is healthy versus when they're out. And the one thing that I noticed is that Westbrook Akeen has 5.25 targets per game in games that Julio Jones is not playing this season for the Titans compared to the 2.6 targets per game he is seeing when Julio Jones is in the lineup. So uh, we know that his usage tends to get a bump whenever Jones is out of the lineup. And the reality is we know that Julio Jones is not uh, a player who is known for having the cleanest bill of health. He has played in only six of the Titans' 11 games this season, which could possibly open the mean that there's going to be more opportunity for Westbrook Akeen later on this season because we don't know necessarily that Julio Jones is actually going to be back and be healthy. On top of that, um, Westbrook Akeen has also seen eight targets in two games this season, uh, with his best output being last week against Houston when he caught seven for 107 uh, with 17.7 PPR. But I think there's a couple other things that we can look at in addition to just the Julio Jones absence. I think that another thing we can look at is a banged up running game. Obviously, the Titans are without Derrick Henry. Last week against the Texans, the Titans combined to rush 25 times for just 103 yards. They had no touchdowns and averaged 4.1 yards per carry. And then on top of that, the Titans were also facing a negative of game script and a loss to the Texans, which is obviously going to boost the overall targets probably for all wide receivers as the, t- as the Titans are trying to come back in a game that they're losing by two possessions. So um, I don't think that the Titans are going to be a very good team down the back half of the season without Derrick Henry. I think that he was uh, kind of what kept the offense turning, what kept the offense running, for lack of a better word. And with him being out now, uh, the, the Titans are going to have to probably rely a little bit more on Ryan Tannehill. I'm not sure that he's going to provide a level of consistency to that offense that's going to uh, be able to keep them ahead in most games. So I think more negative game scripts is something that's definitely going to be in the card for the Titans in the coming weeks, uh, in part due to the fact that Derrick Henry is out. Now, if that happens and if Julio Jones isn't playing, then I think Westbrook Akeen becomes a player who we target, again, as a low-end wide receiver three, maybe a high-end wide receiver four, in a, in a lineup that offers us multiple wide receiver spots to start. Uh, we also know that A.J. Brown tends to get banged up once in a while, so the, the opportunity can only grow from there if him and Julio Jones both happen to be out. I like Westbrook Akeen. I think he's an interesting player. He's six foot two, two hundred eleven pounds. He has four 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 five six speed, and he's produced in the opportunities he's been called upon. So um, he's he's going to be another low floor, high ceiling guy possibly. But I think that the opportunity could be there for him to have a decent second half of the season. I'd be doing about five to eight percent fab on him at this point in time. 
Next, we're going to look at the tight end position is undoubtedly my least favorite position to look at in large because it is so hard to find people who are good, people who are reliable, and people who you can slot into your lineup in a given basis. And as a result of that, I'm going to keep on banging the drum that I have been banging uh, in recent weeks because I still believe this tight end is under-rostered. I think that he should be someone who is in most people's starting lineups every week given his recent weeks of production. And that is Pittsburgh Steelers tight end Pat Fryermuth, who is only rostered in 52% of leagues. I dug into that percentage a little bit more just to kind of offer up some perspective. But last week, the Steelers lost to the Chargers in week 11, 41 to 37 on the road. In week 12, they traveled to Cincinnati. But in that loss to the Chargers, Fryermuth only caught four passes for 11 yards and one touchdown, which was good for only 11.1 fantasy points. Again, because the tight end position is so bad, that was good for tight end 12 overall. He was still a tight end one this week. But what was still great to see about Fryermuth was that he did see seven targets in this game, which is really what I think we're looking for. We're looking for tight ends with volume, and we know that uh, Fryermuth is also better than that, and that most weeks when he's seeing something like seven targets, he should give us more than just four catches for 11 yards and a touchdown. Now, strangely in this game, Eric Ebron actually finished with the better fantasy week of the two tight ends uh, in Pittsburgh. He had 11.4 fantasy points and was overall tight end nine. Again, the, the position is so bad that 0.3 points separated uh, Fryermuth and and Ebron from the tight end 12 to the tight end 9. Ebron had three catches on all three targets for 24 yards and one touchdown. But again, Fryermuth I think is under-owned in, in fantasy right now. He needs to be stashed where he is available. Uh, he is currently averaging 13.414 fantasy points over the last five weeks and is an overall tight end 7 in points per game since week 7. But despite that, he is currently the 16th most rostered tight end in the league despite his recent elite levels of production, which I just think is why you need to change it. He's being rostered 16th most in terms of roster percentages, but he's producing as an overall tight end 7. So that tells you there's a lot to be fixed in there and that the market is not valuing this player correctly. I think you need to go out at Pratt Fryermuth. I'd be doing a 10 to 15% fab on him to try to get him. Maybe that's overspending just a little bit um, in light of you know what was kind of an underwhelming performance this week. If he's not rostered in your league, chances are it's because people weren't impressed. But Go out and get this guy. Throw him in your lineup each week. He is seeing targets. He is seeing uh, volume. He is seeing fantasy points that he is putting on the board and giving your team a chance to win. He is producing like a top seven tight end uh, in points per game. And at any given week, I think it's not improbable to think that he could be the overall tight end one on any given week. So go out, get Pat Fryermuth. Stop sleeping on this man. 52% roster is far too low. The next tight end we're going to look at is Tampa Bay Buccaneers tight end Cameron Brait, who is rostered in 4% of leagues. He and the Buccaneers won 30-10 against the New York Giants last week. In Week 12, they get the Indianapolis Colts. In that game against the Giants, Brait saw six targets caught two and caught two passes for 27 yards and no touchdowns. He finished with 4.7 fantasy points and is the overall tight end 29. Now, what I will say is that this is not me soliciting to go out and add Cameron Braid. I'm, I'm not actually advocating for this. Again, the position's disgusting. It's hard to find players. What I'm actually soliciting here is to just kind of keep your ears to the ground and, and keep an eye out for what Braid has been doing over the last couple of weeks. Um, despite the fact that Rob Gronkowski was back in this game against the Giants, it was kind of surprising to see Cameron Braid still gets six targets. He is currently seen 34 targets on the season. I think it's safe to say that he is the likely backup to Rob Gronkowski. OJ Howard, the other tight end on that roster, has only seen 20 targets on the season. And I just think that right now, 
We know that Tom Brady likes to target the tight end position. We know that Cameron Brake can produce in fantasy. He has done so in the past. And with Rob Gronkowski's spotty um, injury history, we know that at any point in time he could miss a week. So I'm putting Cameron Brady on this list because the, the, the grouping of tight ends is not good and because I think that just kind of keeping an open ear to what is going on at any given week out of Buck's camp, whether or not Rob Gronkowski is healthy or not, that's kind of your time to decide whether or not you want to strike on someone like Cameron Brake, depending on what the matchup is and depending on what Rob Gronkowski might be dealing with. So, um, again, don't go out and get Cameron Brake this week. You do not want to start him against the Colts if Rob Gronkowski is healthy. Now, if he is out, then that's a different story, but I don't think Rob Gronkowski is going to be missing Week 12. Um, but just keep your ear down to the ground. Keep an eye out for Brait. Realize that the Titan who is ahead of him has a spotty injury history uh, and misses a lot of time here and there. So, um, you know, keep keep your eye out for it. It's, it's tough out there in those tight end streets. So I would say that if you're looking for a player on any given week who you need to throw into your tight end spot, see what's going on with Gronk. If he happens to be out, Break could be your guy. He looks to be locked into that tight end two role. And again, six targets even with a healthy Gronk is a little bit surprising, I would say. Now we're going to get into the super sleepers portion of this show. And the first player who we're going to mention is one who I didn't expect to add uh, up until just prior to recording to this show. It was announced that he was being cut from the Houston Texans. Uh, a lot of Texans being thrown around here. I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. But it is former Texan, now free agent, Philip Lindsay. You know him. He's a running back formerly of the Denver Broncos. Back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons, his first two seasons in the league before the Broncos signed Melvin Gordon in 2020 to kind of take over for Lindsay and what was a bit of a surprising move. On the year, Lindsay has rushed 50 times for 130 yards and one touchdown. He has also caught three of four targets for 37 yards and one touchdown and has just 31.7 fantasy points on the season. Uh, again, Lindsay has been released. He will hopefully be free to sign with any team he pleases in the coming uh, days or in the coming, yeah, in the coming days. And I think depending on where he lands, he's an interesting player to have. And right now, I'd be going out and trying to stash him. Now, I know that some people will say that Lindsey is either washed up or he's done or maybe he's bad. Uh, and that could be the case. I'm, I'm not ruling that out. You know, we're talking about him as a, as a sleeper here. We're not talking about him as a guy who we're dying to add in hopes that he gives us a league-winning season. But he's 27-year-old um, running back. I think the thing that's kind of puzzling with him is that he saw less playing time than running backs who we all kind of perceived to be flat-out dust and Mark Ingram, David Johnson, Rex Burkhead, who we just mentioned earlier. Lindsey was get, getting playing time behind all of those guys, uh, which is concerning, but I always kind of felt like Philip Lindsey was also a bad fit in a Houston Texans offense that we knew was rebuilding. I had a head coach that we weren't quite sure about. He kind of came out of left field as well, so... Um, Lindsay's an interesting player. I, you know, we, we don't really know what to expect of him. I would say that I would at least like to see what he can do with a heavy workload, which is not something he was receiving in Houston. I'd like to see what he can do with maybe double-digit opportunities per game uh, in the right offense to see if there's anything he can do. I actually think that Baltimore is an interesting landing spot for Lindsay for several reasons. Um, one being that the Ravens really do not have a great backfield right now. Two, I think that he is probably the best running back on Baltimore's roster if he gets there because one he is as young two he's explosive he has decent speed and three uh there's another dynamic that's added to a Ravens offense and being a running back in that offense that you don't get in many other offenses with that being 
defenses always have to key in on not just the running back on any given running down, but also Lamar Jackson. Uh, I think that Devonta Freeman's success in Baltimore has kind of been a testament to that and what defenses have to focus on. Freeman is averaging 4.6 yards per carry this season. That is the first time he has rushed for over four yards per carry since 2018. Um, I just think there's something to be had there. Now, we also saw guys like Le'Veon Bell, uh, who's now cut, and then also Latavius Murray, who is still on the team but not playing very well. We've seen them maybe not benefit from the Lamar Jackson factor as much, but Devonta Freeman, I believe, oddly has. I think he's been decent, but I think that if Philip Lindsay were to join that team, that he would become, that, at worst-case scenario, the running back two on that team. He may even be better than Devonta Freeman at this point in his career. Freeman, 29 years old, turned 29 in March. His, his best days are clearly behind him. Philip Lindsay might have one more good season left in him if he sees the right amount of volume. So I'd be doing about a 5% uh, fab bid, I think, on Philip Lindsay. Maybe if if you go with 5 to 10%, I'd even be okay with that. Maybe you don't have to bid on him. Maybe your league mates all think he's washed and you can just get him for free. If you believe that's the case, go out and do that. But if you want to put a little bit of bid down on him just to ensure that you get him, I'd be doing about 5 to 10% on Philip Lindsay. And the last sleeper we are going to talk about is New Orleans Saints wide receiver Traquan Smith. He is currently rostered in 4% of leagues. He and the Saints are coming off a 40-29 to loss to the Philadelphia Eagles this past weekend, and they play host to the Buffalo Bills on Thanksgiving. Now, uh, in this past game, Traquan Smith caught five passes for 64 yards. He did not have a touchdown, but he did see a season-high 11 targets. And season highs and targets are something that Traquan Smith has seen um, over the last five weeks. He saw three targets in his first two weeks back. He saw four targets in his third week back. In week 10, he had seven targets. And then this past week in week 11 against the Philadelphia Eagles, he had eight targets, finishing with 11.4 PPR, which was good for the wide receiver 32 overall. Now, I was pretty high on Traquan Smith when he first entered the league out of UCF. I don't necessarily think that he is the player that I had hoped that he would be, but I don't think that he is a bad player either. I think he's someone who can play a supportive role on an offense, and in this case, the Saints offense needs players who are good at playing supportive roles. They're without Michael Thomas. Alvin Kamara has been banged up. They no longer have Jameis Winston. They're really just kind of trying to skate by at this point in time get wins and find players who can contribute. I think Traquan Smith can be that. The fact that he has seen a boost in targets and essentially each week that he has been healthy since he returned. Um, in week seven, I think that Traquan Smith is an interesting player to add. He already has two touchdowns on this season, uh, and I would expect him to just kind of keep on improving. If he at any point in time is able to offer a steady wide receiver three floor, I think that that would be great. Right now, I'd be looking to start him more as my fourth wide receiver on a team in a deeper league, but I think he's an interesting player who is, is capable of um, producing for fantasy when given the opportunity to. Certainly eight targets last week against the Philadelphia Eagles suggests that opportunity is there to be had if he's able to produce with it. He caught five out of eight targets for 64 yards. I don't think that's that bad of an output. Certainly if he would have scored, it would have been nicer. But we're always going to get the touchdowns that we need if we can chase volume and hope that touchdowns come with that. I think that that is fine as well. So I'd be looking to add Traquan Smith doing about a 5 to 8% fab bid on him. Uh, as well just as a guy who I think is, is talented but hasn't quite put it all together yet but may get a chance to do so with more volume going forward if you are a new listener and want to learn about all the amazing tools and articles over at rotoviz be sure to head on over to rotoviz.com and subscribe to the website new subscribers can save 10% at checkout by using promo code rvradio2021 and that is going to do it for today's waiver wire rider podcast be sure to subscribe to rotoviz radio wherever you listen to your podcast leave us a review that's always helpful and once again my name is zachary kruger you can find me on twitter at zk underscore ffb thank you for tuning in to today's show until next time i wish you good luck and a good day and also a happy thanksgiving 
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.